Sweat Equity Podcast. I'm here with uh, with the lion growl of uh, Caleb Fuddy. Howdy, howdy. We've got an uh, interview set up with um, Residential Acoustics. Uh, Walter Peak. let them know who you are. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me today, guys. And it's Walker, like Texas Ranger. Walker? So that's Did I walk. say Walter? Yeah. Oh, I already fucked up. Let's <laughs> get it going. I generally don't like to fuck up 30 seconds into the podcast. It's, out of, the, it's out of the way now. Uh, well, I have that thing where, and I'm sure you have the same thing. I think all of us in the room have the same thing where you have like five things going at once sometimes. And then you get like a uh, almost a homonym of what you heard uh, someone's name or the name of a business. When someone comes up to me, is like, you do uh you do your little uh, skits for stand up like yeah well they're it's not it's not a sketch it's the skits different little's relative yeah and they well the condescending little <laughs> yeah, right. is different but uh, I apologize that's my bad uh, Caleb you got a plug uh, you, you got a plug ready yeah I wanted to uh, wanted to give a shout out we don't have uh, an advertiser so yeah. this this would be the spot if we had an advertiser that we would uh, we'd be doing a plug so yeah. we're just gonna do it for things we like. Yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to, to do my plug for uh, for Broken Mold Entertainment. Um, they're actually a uh, kind of music promotions group uh, here, stationed in Ebor and in Tampa. Um, they put on a lot of a lot of shows, uh, regional music, uh, regional acts, um, some national ones as well. And uh, last Thursday we were down at um, Crowbar, and they put on. So they do this thing called uh, called Real Deal, where they'll play a movie. Right. And then they'll have a band come in and they'll do the soundtrack from the movie afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and they do this at Crowbar down the street um, from where we're recording now in Ebor. And uh, and they decided to do The Last Waltz by the band, which is one of my all time favorite movies, albums, any whatever you want to call it, um, documentary. And they had all regional acts from Tampa, Orlando. Um, and it was just a kick ass time. Like it was unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, so they, they did everything. They hit all the classics and, uh, I want to give them a shout out. They've been doing this for years and, uh, they're yeah. going to do straight out of Compton next all <laughs> yeah. white guys. So this is going to yeah. be weird. Uh, we're going to see how that rolls. I think it's going to be of a, like a jam band, uh, theme from, from straight out of Compton. So we should uh, see how that goes down. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we get into it, uh, sweat equity podcast, go on, uh, iTunes, Give us a five star. Give us a one star. Give us something. Uh, just don't give us nothing. Uh, give us a review. Tell us how we're, we can get better. If you have business questions and you want us to answer them on air, uh, we will we'll gladly do that. Law at tocoworks.com is my email. L-A-W at T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S dot com. If you want a nicer email reply, hit up Caleb at the same. Caleb at tocoworks. C A L E B T O C O W O R K S um, dot com. So, uh, residential acoustics—that's the real plug we should give. Um, Absolutely. Tell us about uh, you're the president, CEO. What? What? I don't. Whatever title, owner. We slap CEO on there, but it's founder and. I do uh, the same thing. Yeah, we got we got a team, and we're not real big on titles and things like that. I got you. Uh, so. Let's uh, let's try to uh, illustrate what the product is. I think it's really cool. I heard about it uh, uh, from Casey. Your go-to. What do you want to? I don't know. We don't do titles, so team member Casey. Uh, and so, uh, what? Let's try to explain what it is exactly, because it's it's a vis it's more of a visual, sure. uh, but it actually is more audio related. Right. So. Uh, have at it i guess you sure i'm sure you got your elevator pitch oh yeah and i do this all the time so i can go as long or short as you want so just kind of cut me off or give me one of those this is a long form man and <laughs> I, I, there's no, yeah there's as you can see we're drinking on a sunday morning uh not a lot of professionalism so i'm not gonna give you uh, cut notes or anything cool so um yeah we started the company about two years ago and casey who's my sidekick over here is our first sales and marketing hire mm -hmm. um so that's something i'm sure we can get into during this long form uh podcast is hiring those kind of key hires as you go because you can bring on you know like a virtual assistant or secretary or 
um, different hires as you go. We have a production team as well. But mm-hmm. then as you start to scale, you realize you need to bring on people who have skill sets that you cannot do. Right. Um, and so that was a, a big hire for us. And in fact, she's the one who helped make this uh, connection today. And for those listening, she's in the room, just not on the mic. So if you're like, who, th- why are they talking about some person that may or may <laughs> not exist? Uh, in, in relative to the podcast, she's sitting right here. Uh, doesn't want to cough on air. Uh, that, and that's fine. Um, what, what I was trying to say, uh, I guess, I mean, maybe Caleb could give his explanation and you can elaborate on what exactly uh, the product is. Because sure. um, I don't want to say it's drapes. I don't want to say it's, um, it's, not, uh, it's blinds, but it's, it's acoustically related. Uh, it, I, I haven't seen it up, up close in person, so I don't want to... Again, I don't want to say something that's like, uh, you're completely wrong. <laughs> no problem. I, in 30 seconds or less, we do uh, make soundproof curtains and soundproof door panels. So you'll hang it over a, a noisy window or door in your apartment. If you work right off a busy street or something like that, you can hang it up over those windows. It'll block 80 to 90% of the sound coming through the window, 100% blackout, and also most of the thermal transfer, so heat or cold going through the window. So it's basically an insulating layer that if you rent an apartment or can't afford double pane windows, which can get quite pricey, especially at larger sizes, mm-hmm. you can just put this right over the top, and it gives you a layer, a, a level of satisfaction, uh-huh. a level of uh, sound attenuation through that window that you can actually just get back to whatever you're doing, whether it's sleeping in a bedroom, uh, working at a home office, or what have you. And it's really cool, like I, I especially the home office part where more of our generation, you know, uh, late twenties, early thirties is working from home. And the worst thing you could have is like, uh, someone's outside mowing their lawn right. or something or a dog's barking and you're trying to do a business like a, this is a really important business call. <laughs> and like, it's just a dog barking outside. It sounds like you're in the hood yep. a little bit. So I was actually thinking about it for our, our, this is a conference room slash podcast studio. We probably need it over this, uh, pain as we're growing bigger, where we're going to have someone sitting out there as receptionists and we'll have people working uh, and people are renting this studio out. So we may have to figure out how to get one, but they look really great too. That's the other thing. They're not, they're aesthetically pleasing. They're not like, it's not like, Oh, we just, we got the cheapest shit we could possibly and then put it on there. Yeah. I'm on the, uh, I'm on the website right now and it's actually, it looks like a really cool product. Um, you know, the, the photo here on the website, it kind of just rolls up above the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not in a way of like it's an eyesore or anything like that. It just looks like it would belong there and you can just, you know, kind of drop it down whenever you need it. Um, seems highly functional. and Honestly, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm intrigued just by the website alone. So this is, I mean, that's pretty neat. And we spent a lot of time optimizing the website, giving people exactly what they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so different pictures, got some quality product photos here over the last couple months. And um, the other product that you'll see on there is the acoustic track, which will glide back and forth. So it's much more functional, easy to open and close if you're doing it multiple times a day. If you just have a window over your bed and you just want to eliminate that window, yeah. then the acoustic yeah. curtain is an easier and uh, And for those, for, you. for those of you who are listening, we'll put the uh, all their product info and uh, how you can find them in the show notes. But um, it's residential-acoustics.com. Um, residential-acoustics.com. If, uh, if you're sitting at a red light right now on your phone, go to their website, check them out, kind of see what they've got to offer. And uh, I guarantee you, you can think of a room in your house or your apartment where you can use one of these. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the first thing I think about wasn't even the acoustic part. It was more of a blackout uh, uh, curtain or drape. What, what do I call it? Well, uh, it can be either a curtain typically ends at the window ledge just below the window, okay. whereas a drape will go all the way to the floor. Okay. Um, See, but I didn't, I'm learning things. Minor this difference. No, I, I don't know. This, this is like shit I should know as a 31 year old. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you, two years ago, I did not know that either. <laughs> and I had to make like a little cheat sheet next to my computer. So, okay. uh, you know, lots of things like balances. And you had like a Tom Brady, like armband. You're like, okay, uh, don't fuck this up. This is the thing I'm doing. Um, so I, I thought about it almost in the sense that like when I was in college, I'd have uh, blackout uh, curtains because I drank a lot at Auburn and um, shocking. And I didn't want to be interrupted with my hangover sleep mm-hmm. and then wake up and watch Road Rules Real World uh, Challenges because that was my <laughs> hangover show. Um, I, I think that's even like just the fact that it's 
ignore even the the real uh, the real value of it of of the acoustic part, but it, it's blackout and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's got almost a canvasy kind of uh, kind of texture. Yeah, it's called duck cotton canvas. Is our um, aesthetic layer fabric that we use. That even sounds fancy, man. <laughs> <Right>? Duck cotton, <laughs> duck cotton canvas. That sounds like a character in an '80s movie when they were really <laughs> racist on Asians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just duck du- cotton. That's duck cotton. Yeah. And so you'll find that w- your situation wasn't really unique to Auburn. At Florida, we had the same thing. And uh-huh. even nowadays, last night, we go out and have some beers. And I don't want to wake up when the long guy's, you know, next door. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and in college, you'll find a lot of people just put heavy comforters or covers over their window and just kind of staple them or nail them to the wall. Always go. classy. Yeah. All right. This yeah. is something where it's going to cost a little bit more, starting at 100 bucks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, uh, for a larger, like, double or, uh, excuse me, uh, sliding uh glass doors Mm -hmm. that was hard to get out this morning it's all good Uh, (laughs) those will go for 200 to 250 or somewhere in that range so depending on how big your opening is we can give you just something that just you know get that light get the heat so you don't have to run the ac in your uh, bedroom unit and get the sound from waking you up in the morning kind of kill all three of those and this is something it seems like correct me if i'm wrong just it's a one-time cost there's no maintenance really or upkeep i mean you'd probably clean them like you'd clean curtains i guess we'll see people who sometimes will they'll get one for their bedroom just above their bed and then they'll find hey now the sounds come in through those other bedroom windows across the room so they'll get two or three more to cover those yep but typically speaking people are just getting the one door or one uh, window in their house is causing them the most issues uh-huh. most uh, quality of life you know concerns and, and from their perspective and just you know buy this put it over that portal well we're kind of in this weird era like uh living wise where uh we're in florida so especially in florida we're uh it's not quite the urbanization movements happening more and more but even in these like these cul-de-sacs and the you know the developments you have like a lot of. Um, I feel like you have a lot more ambient noise than you think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, especially with the sliding glass doors. That's what that makes me think about. Like, oh, if you're at at the beach, at like one of those communal beach places, and you have a sliding glass door, you mm-hmm. know, you're running out, you can hear everything because it, you know, usually those things are kind of a um, more of a circle or a horseshoe kind of shape from bird's eye view, so it keeps sound in. Yeah which is the opposite of what you want when you're on vacation. Uh, it's good for hotels, I'm sure, um, or Airbnb kind of places where you just want to relax. Um, so I think there, there's. it seems like there's a, kind of a multitude of ways you can go about it. How do you figure out where to kind of um, – we're to focus on, I guess, your target market, essentially. Sure, and you just mentioned a couple of the key verticals we focus on. Uh-huh. So hotels, for instance, if there's construction next door, sometimes it's not a long-term noise issue or noise source. It'll be short-term, 6 to 12 months. So they don't want to go and re-outfit double pane, sliding glass door windows across their entire hotel. It might be one and a half to $3 million for them. Right. Instead, they could just spend fifty to 70000 get a soundproof window or soundproof curtain in every noise-facing window. Mm-hmm. And if they get one extra um, night uh, that they actually sell a room, then they, they paid for itself. So that, that's mm. a you know, value proposition we try to push. Yeah. Um, what you mentioned with the Airbnb and vacation rentals is very interesting to me because I find that in loud cities, people just adjust pretty quickly. You know, they're just like, hey, this really sucks. Hey, oh, I, I got no choice. You, you forget, know? like, I stay in New York at my buddy's place, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is there always a garbage truck? Yeah. Like, there's always a beeping of backing up of something, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not used to this. You just not, it's like when you don't have kids and your friends have kids, but the kids are going ape shit, and you're yeah. like, I got to go. I got to get out of this place. <laughs> this is fucking nightmare. But they're, they've are they zoned it out because exactly. they're used to it. But they're, they're crazy because... They still hear it, but they just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. I, like when I was living in L.A., literally you'd have these old apartments that are from the 1960s, 70s, just real hack shit, just real poorly built. Uh, design as well, just fucking horrible stucco, drywall all over the place. And then your your bedroom of all these apartments would go into the alley, but the alley would always have a fucking garbage truck that would always come through and wake your shit up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds like white people problem shit, but it is one of those things where it's like, 
we can't think of something better. We can't think of like a way to knock this sound out or, you know, maybe we don't need that beep so yeah. much in the morning or, you know, uh, if you're in Manhattan, the car's honking and shit, mm-hmm. I'm sure it could drive you nuts if you're, you know, closer to the ground level. And the issue with cities like that where they don't ever sleep, you got multiple shifts going for almost every industry there. Yep. Uh, you know, the traffic doesn't really ever stop. Oh, um, Vegas. So. What about Vegas? And just wanting to like, just, uh, hey, I've been doing cocaine for three days. <laughs> I've been drinking. I need blackout. I need blackout and no noise. No one talked to me for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I need to recover. You need the residential acoustics suite. Yeah. Well, well now, we're, now, we're, yeah, right. now we're talking Luxor. <laughs> uh, I need the Luxor acoustics. Uh, I I just think about like every time I've partied with guys in Vegas, they're like, all right, don't talk to me for like 12 hours, okay? I'm just going <laughs> to lay here all day. Like, all right, I'm going to go to the pool. Um, so let's let's go backwards. How, do, how does this come about? How do you kind of get into this? Like, what's your story? Like, you, it sounds like you went to UF. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're Florida Gator. You graduate with... Uh, structural engineering. Oh, okay. So nice. in kind of side kind of in the area Mm -hmm. right okay so i uh moved over to cape canaveral for a couple years and i worked for a company um i had known this lady since childhood and she owned an engineering firm so called nasa (laughs) (laughs) so i just worked this little company over in cape canaveral yeah you might want to check it out well uh so we would do system engineering and um you know architectural trade studies and stuff at uh at kennedy space center and so I was Told there for you. three years and great job and everything. I have to say it was one of my favorite things I'd ever done, but the social scene there just wasn't going off. You know? <laughs> I remember one night we went out with my buddy who I live with and I had been dating my girlfriend at the time for four or five years. And, you know, we go out and it's like ladies night at, you know, fish lips or something. I'm thinking that's the name of a bar. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so and then I was like, nobody's I out. I didn't know there's strip clubs for NASA people. <laughs> well, so um, <laughs> they've the, just got uh, on helmets, just space helmets. <laughs> yeah, we there's like six people in the bar. We're like, what is going on? It's like the worst ladies night ever. We we drive back home. There's Lido's, you know, gentlemen's lounge on the way home. There's 200 cars in the parking lot. Nice. Like, that's where everybody they need is to switch on names. A night. <laughs> it sounds like Lido's needs to be the no bar. That's Fish Lips needs to be. That's a company with a, uh, a sound uh, social media marketing strategy. Yeah, we were talking about it last episode. Hey, they've got signage. You saw it, and uh, they had social media presence. Everybody knows about Lido's in Cape Canaveral, but oh, uh, there you go. is that just? Th- there's not much else going on in Cape Canaveral. That, you know, that was the kind of eureka moment where I said, "Hey, I can't be spending the rest of my twenties here." Um, and actually, you know, I had two or three really close friends there, but if they weren't going out, then I wasn't going out. There just wasn't anything going on for our age group, so. So I, I, I came over to Tampa and then um, got engaged to my girlfriend, Liz, um, and we both moved to Tampa. She's in residency here at USF. Okay, nice. And uh, so she's studying one night upstairs, and I'm trying to watch some basketball. I'm a big basketball fan, NBA. Yeah. And uh, she just kept saying, hey, I can hear everything on the TV, and I kept turning it down and got all the way down to, like, level four, you know, can't even, like, hear Which the commentators. Which is nothing, yeah. Right. And she's like, yeah, I can still hear it, you know? And I'm like, uh... You're like, I'm calling this marriage <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to go stand upstairs and see if I can First hear First thing it. I would have called was bullshit. Can I get that like, ring back? no way you can hear that. <laughs> this was before the engagement, so I had some thinking to do. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I, I've thought about this, too, getting the, uh, getting the headphones to watch TV, but mm-hmm. then I'm like the fuck i'm a goddamn human in this place you know well, so and i think that we were actually drinking some beers that night me and my buddy my co-founder of the company so that might have it might not have been the uh, volume of the tv we might have just been getting a little louder oh. every beer we finished yeah <laughs> there you um go. but so, so i start looking for something to hang up over her door uh for, for our bedroom door upstairs and there's like a three inch gap like at the threshold there mm-hmm. and so all the sound is just filtering from these hallways with no sound absorption under the door into the bedroom okay so mm-hmm. i start looking at i know you guys are are looking at some upgrades here like egg crates um Mm -hmm. and some sound absorbing wood panels and things like that there's a lot of things to do in a studio environment that makes sense that don't really make sense in a in an apartment or a house aesthetically that's not really going to fly probably with your fiance right and and sometimes here it's more about echo and um ambient noise and reverberation standing Mm -hmm. waves things like that whereas in the house it's just 
hey, I don't want the noise getting into the bedroom at all. Right. And that's just end of the story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found a product uh, that's on, been on the market, uh, material has been on the market for decades for construction. But I, I, I set it up so it would hang above the door and roll up and down over the door. Mm-hmm. And it finally starts, you know, it's working after, you know, a lot of prototypes and stuff. And she goes, hey, you know, it's work. I'm fine. I can finally sleep, but it's really ugly. Nobody's going to buy it. So, I, you know, that one hurt, you know. But sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that one hit close to home. Um, but so we get a seamstress up at uh, Lutz, just north of town here, that, that started sewing. At first we were using Velour, which is like a heavy... Um, What's, uh, oh, Caleb knows of? about Valor. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know about that. Okay. He used to have all these FUBU That's things. right. Yeah. That's right. My jumpsuits, man, they were all, all Valor. <laughs> Only the so finest. It's a very thick, plush type of fabric, but really expensive by the yard. So That's what you wear at Fish Lips. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the ladies with yeah. the Valor jacket. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Is that Valor? Oh, what are you, work for NASA? <laughs> <laughs> Game over. <laughs> um, and so we went from that to now we switch fabrics. We've made a lot of product upgrades, but that was kind of the genesis of the initial product. And since then, you know, we, we opened our own factory here in Tampa. Um, nice. When we could no longer outsource the manufacturing because we do mainly custom products. So every time somebody orders a curtain, it's the exact size window, height and width. They want their own fabric color. They want different strap colors, things like that. So we let them customize it. It became uh, more uh, of a... Val- what is it, a valance? Uh, we also offer valances, okay. uh, which will basically hide the track hardware above the curtain. I'm going to tell Caleb what that is. That's the th- do you know what a valance is? Because I didn't know. I had I, to look I, this shit I, up. I, I do know, but only because I was on their website. <laughs> so let's, so, so instead, of, instead of bashing me, so, so let's, do, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and tell the, the listeners know, who haven't been on the website. No, Explain I didn't know, but I, I looked on the website. Use your words. So I'm probably going to get this wrong now because I'm put on the spot, and mm-hmm. this is how my life goes, but... Um, the valance is pretty much an overhang of the curtain that's going to cover all the hardware from from the curtain, and you just make it kind of look like it's a it's a part of it. Yeah, it's like right? its own little box almost to uh, to uh, hide it essentially. Mm-hmm. But but now they're kind of designed that it's part of the design. Right. So and it's yeah. the same color as the fabric, you know. So it kind of blends nicely. You don't see the hooks and the grommets and other yeah. stuff up at the top. And a lot of, like, if you go to a uh, hotel, grommets and you'll ugly see words. Those. Sorry. <laughs> I, get, yeah. I get caught up in, like, and whenever I hear grommet, I feel like that should be, like, a uh, gremlin. Like, yeah. almost. Like that's, that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is <laughs> gremlins. I don't know why. But. <laughs> did, did you... Did you see that guy asking for money? Yeah, what a fucking grommet. Yeah, just, I don't yeah. know. Like he came out of nowhere and punched me. Um, so, you you have the uh, you have a bunch of designs. How do you and you do it custom? So in my head, that's you're kind of like Indochino in a sense. Where uh, I'm looking up, I'm looking to get some suits. I got to play the hipster part because we're doing we do a lot of branding and online shit. So I'm gonna get some fake glasses and bleh, whatever. I'll <laughs> I'll ba- I'll play dress up to. To talk to clients and whatnot, uh, they do everything custom. I wonder how that works, uh, almost on a on a inventory wise. Mm-hmm. Because when a lot of people start with a product idea, they get crushed in production and inventory. Yeah. Because either they have too much or not enough. And almost with the online stuff, it might be better to have not enough because you might be able to capture that person's email if they still want it if it's out of stock but they still want it sure do you so if i went online i would have to i'd give sizes for specific windows mm-hmm. just because there's too many variable yeah to deal with like there's so many different designs for windows and we keep a couple sizes in stock we'll call those our standard size acoustic curtains uh-huh. and basically i just went to lowe's and found the four most common sizes they had yep um, because doors do have a standard size, 36 inches for the ADA, American Disability Act. Uh-huh. Um, so it's really easy to have a standard size door. But for standard size windows, it's really based on the architect, you know, so or, or whoever designed the actual opening sure. in that in that house or apartment. Um, so what we do is, and, and this is kind of a, a good segue for starting a business, what we did. Uh, we didn't have any investors or anything. Me and my buddy put down 3000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Really just my buddy. I didn't have any money. <laughs> um, and so what we did was I made this first website. I used um, uh, WooCommerce, which is a plug-in for um, Woo's great. Word, WordPress. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's free, open source. There, there are a couple plugins we had to pay for, but... Um, and I just I designed the first website I put on YouTube on one screen and and my computer on the other or my website on the other and I would just start you know hacking away at this and it took about 
probably two or three weeks to get a website, but I didn't want to spend money on a web developer. Mm -hmm. up front. I'm going to Zach Morris time out you because <laughs> this is what I preach to kind of everybody. Mm -hmm. It, I've, I've taught myself all the web stuff I need to do. And we kind of did this on the previous podcast where episodes where uh, there's someone on YouTube that wants a little bit of glory and wants to be able to teach people how to mm -hmm. do this stuff. This shit is free. It, yeah. Your time may be at that point, right? But you can do it at night when you're not on shift or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And people go, oh, well, I fucking work, you know, I work 40 hours a week. Well, fuck you. Like, there's it's kind of fun, quite frankly. Once yeah. you get into it, it's, it's you know, you're going to be watching TV or doing whatever anyway. This is... It's a puzzle. Yeah. Do you like puzzles? I, I think most people do. That's a some, creepy way to ask it. Do you, hey, <laughs> hey, do you like puzzles? Check out this over. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things. I think most people do like a puzzle in a certain way, and that's kind of how I treat it. I'm like, all right, I can figure this out. This is a game of Tetris of sorts, mm -hmm. uh, or Zelda, or whatever I loved growing up. It's just a different kind of scenario. Can I sit down and watch a YouTube video? Basically, pause, try to do it, go back, mm -hmm. you know, look at it, pause, go do the Woo plugin, sure. pause, you know, oh, here's how to do SEO. The shit is out there for free and no one, we literally have everything at our fingertips and like I kick myself for not learning a language in the same direction. Like, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. It's it's not expensive and they've made it a lot easier to understand. Why am I not doing that? In the same in the same way, like I tell people when they start up, just get a Squarespace site and start. Just mm -hmm. go. Just start. They have videos on how to do everything. It's insane. Like it's super easy. Can you attach a file to an email? Well, then you can probably figure this out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can you not follow directions? Is your ADD so bad? Well, it hasn't been during the conversation <laughs> that I usually have with my friends at a bar. Yeah, right. Because they're, they're like, I want to be this. I want to do this. And they're all in it. And then I go, well, if you could talk about this for 30 minutes with me at a bar, you, can, you have enough attention span to figure out. You're not a web developer by nature, right? Not at all. Right. And, and make the first one you do as simple as possible. Yep. And, and just you know take some pictures, uh, put them in a, in a file folder on your desktop, and just organize them so you know, hey, in general, this is what I want it yep. to look like. I want a slider on the front page that people can click a little arrow and see multiple pictures or don't even have that. Just have a picture, you know, just, you, you just have to organize the content in your head and then doing the web pages, you know, and then as check easy on your as phone. can be. And then check on your phone. That's mm -hmm. my only other thing, like for very, very basic. Mm -hmm. Most people are on their phone. If they're going to find you, it might be, you know, it probably be 60% of your audience, mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing. Make sure it looks, doesn't look like shit on your phone. Basically. And when you get WordPress, there's a lot of themes you can use. Um, you want a mobile responsive um, theme so that when you you know create your website, there's thousands or tens of thousands of these themes pre-made, so you don't have to really you know use CSS or, or, or change the color scheme of your um, theme at all. Just make sure it's a mobily responsive one so that when people drag and you know change their device size, everything kind of stays streamlined. And uh, back to taking pictures of a product that you don't have professional photography, like because there is that white out kind of uh, professional photography. Mm -hmm. Like you can do a lot of stuff with an iPhone and like a desk lamp. Like it's not <laughs> you don't have to be like, look, you're not gonna they're not gonna be a hundred percent professional only photographers will call you out. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, if you have a product and you're like, all right, I just need a couple of Ikea lamps and then I can uh, set up the iPhone in a certain manner mm -hmm. or, or some kind of, but uh, borrow your buddy's nice phone or whatever. If you don't have one, if you're boost mobile, uh, you know, like you can take pictures of product and it, it'll come out pretty close. And so like our big breakthrough moment was right after I put that website together, we had the first couple of prototypes done and I was, I was, I found somebody. I said that the person who did our prototypes, hey, how much if I send you a order, you know, would you charge us? They said seventy bucks to to sew it up. And then I'm providing the material, the straps, and the soundproofing layer, and they're providing the fabric. So we put a little business agreement together, and I slapped. I took some pictures in my house on my phone, mm -hmm. uploaded them to the website, and within that first couple of weeks, we got our first sale. And I was wow. like, hey, you know what? And, and I couldn't believe anybody put their credit card into this website, quite <laughs> frankly, because <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a worse web developer than anybody who would try to get this done. Uh -huh. And it was just, it was just kind of, it wasn't, you know, real, um, uh, I guess, smooth looking on the page. And also our cost was about 200 bucks. It's one thing if you're trying to sell something for 30 or 50 bucks or set up appointments or whatever it is, you can get a 
you know, website to get it very quickly and easily. Right. If you want somebody to put in a credit card for 200 bucks, you need to make sure it's looks it's, at least yeah, semi legit. It's got to look legit. Yeah. And what, what year are we talking? How far back? So this was October, 2013. So basically just two years ago. Okay. Um, and so in that first year, um, we got 5,000 bucks in sales. Last year, um, I brought on a web developer full-time, my partner, Zach Levine, mm-hmm. um, and he has really transformed the whole website. Now, see, if you want something as clean-looking as what we have now, that you do need to bring in a professional or spend a lot more time. And we're doing a lot of custom JavaScript and stuff like that. Yeah, call Zach Levine mm-hmm. or tocoworks.com. Anytime you need to get a hold of me, law at tocoworks.com. Um, 100%. <laughs> I have to put our own plug for doing it as well, mm-hmm. but... Uh, we we have we have freelance guys that we call for different areas. Some guys are better with um, you know on online uh, online stores. Some guys are better with uh, kind of media sites and whatnot. Uh, so, but here's here's another good facet of doing that because some people go, I, I can't I can't do web design. I can't even start that, and it's like bullshit. Like you don't doesn't mean you're gonna do it forever. Like now you've had, now you're delegating out, but now you can talk his language. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, Hey, um, I, maybe your, your intermediate, you know, basic to intermediate, like knowledge of web design, but now you can go, Hey man, uh, can we get this plugin? I know mm-hmm. that exists. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to articulate it, but I'm looking for this kind of thing. And he'll be like, great. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, there's a WooCommerce plugin. We just put it in that kind of thing. Yeah. You think that does that help? I, I always it feel helps like uh, enormously and, and two languages, the HTML and CSS is just like, Hey, what is on the site and what does it look like? I can do those relatively yeah. well now, but for JavaScript and PHP, when you're doing database calls and things like that, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. And, and once it gets custom scripted, now I'm scared to touch anything. I told him that the other day, he's like, you remember how to do this? You used to do all this all the time. I'm like, it's changed, man. Now there's so much <laughs> the custom script in there. Well, it's our, so, he's but it architect. does help. It yeah. does help quite a bit to be able to communicate like that. Plus, management-wise, let's say he leaves for a reason you don't, you can't handle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I always think about any anybody you work with. What happens when they exit? And same with a product. Mm-hmm. Any product I buy that's kind of expensive or something like that. What's the repair on it? Like I was looking at uh, solar panels, and I, I was like really into it for a while, and then I'm like. What? How do you repair those? Mm-hmm. Who, you can't call anybody, really. There's not that. There's not many guys that exist that do that. And if they do in the southeast, they're expensive, or you just have to buy new ones. So you kind of like. That's kind of how I think about a car. If you get a BMW, you're gonna be in the fucking shop all the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and employee-wise, and I'll get kind of to what you're talking about about hiring the right people, mm-hmm. uh, or partnering with the right people is, like. If he exits, let's say, uh, your web developer or someone that's integral to what you're doing uh, does exit, you still have enough knowledge to to poke around in there. And you got to be the boss that can kind of touch on everything mm-hmm. and understand the language enough so when you have to get someone else in there that you're like, okay, I know the, I know the basic structure of this, mm-hmm. but I need you to come in and this is where we were gone. This is where we left off sure. kind of thing. Is that is that something you think about or well and and same thing with the manufacturing side. So like when we were able to scale our sales by making a much cleaner website and having people customize it much more easily, we realized you can't just send these custom orders out to to a factory every time. It just it takes too much time to communicate it. And then the customer comes back and says, Hey, we don't want cream, we want pewter or something like that, different color. Oh, we already made that. Oh crap, do we have to pay them for that? You know, what's the you know, logistically, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. So we've actually opened up our own little facility in, in South Tampa, off Cyprus and Rome, and I was building the curtains myself for a while, you mm-hmm. know? So same kind of deal with the website and with production. You do need to get your hands dirty at least for a while. Um, but the money problem that most startup, um, you know, startups have or CEOs, founders of new companies is, you know, how do we fund this? Well, we really didn't with that 3000 bucks when we got that first order, then then we paid for the material to make that order. So we were always cash flow positive. Right. And that's and something reinvesting. that- Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you didn't go to fish to go. lips and like, fuck yeah, <laughs> make it rain, bitch. What's we, up? We did not do that. <laughs> and uh, there were times when it was scary. You know, we got a bunch of orders and we said, instead of paying $4 a yard for fabric, 
if we outlaid us ten thousand bucks in cash, we can get it for three three dollars a yard. Okay. Well, that's a huge investment when you're yep. a small company, yeah. you know. Uh, so thirty thousand bucks later, you know, we have a a large stock of fabric in inventory. Um, but you have to make sure you have to believe that you're going to keep getting sales right. and then you can really start hitting real profitability. Right. So, so over the past three years, we went from 5,000 in sales to 200,000 last year. And now we're on pace for 600 K this year. Nice. And That's we're, great. And now we're starting to look for some of those real investors. Uh, Casey got us in touch with, um, an investment group down here and we're, we're looking to scale both our production facility, but also international sales, things like that. We're, you just you get started you, and you start learning as you go, and yeah. then before long you look back and say, "Hey, we actually have a real company here with a real org chart and you know yeah. a profit and loss statement and stuff like that." It's, so it's weird how how quickly that happens, but also you're here on a Sunday, we're here on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the thing of like uh, we like doing this podcast because this is what we like talking about anyway. There's a good chance you know we would have brunch lunch whatever yeah on a sunday to talk about there'd be food involved yeah well there's no doubt you don't get that lion's growl without (laughs) any of that but it's it's one of those things where uh we like talking about that and it doesn't feel as uh, as uh like fuck i gotta get up i'm Mm -hmm. gonna do this like i enjoy doing this podcast and talking to you know people like yourself but it's one of those things where you're uh, i think you said off off air before we started like you're going to go from here and go uh, hit another facility because mm-hmm. you got to touch all the bases. You got to be the, you got to be the Joe Madden, mm-hmm. uh, the, the general manager of, mm-hmm. we miss you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's uh, Caleb's uh, relative, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, that might come up in some, uh, some future episodes here, but he, he's, he's the guest we're going for. We're going to try to see if we can uh, wrangle him in here. Nice. Uh, I ran into him at a, a car repair shop and talked his ear off. So he was like, <laughs> okay, uh-huh. uh-huh, okay. No, he actually is pretty cool. He gave me like, he started giving me places to go in Chicago. And I was like, oh, this is, this doesn't feel like a one-way conversation kind of thing. Anyway, side note, uh, <laughs> what's it called? So, so you get in this zone where like you're working like Saturday, Sundays, this is what we talk about a lot. There's no, there's no off days really. Mm-hmm. Like we have Thanksgiving coming up and, I know maybe Thursday I'll try to take my head out of it, but I won't be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll do my best not to check my phone and like I'll, I'll write notes. Basically, that might be the most I'll do. Uh, do you find how do you find the work life balance kind of thing? Because there is it is one of those things. You, you being the entrepreneur is great. You have autonomy. You make the decisions. Um, you. People say you make your own schedule, but you really just doubled whatever full-time job you used to mm-hmm. have before uh, instantly. And while it sucks doing your own accounting or doing uh, your own inventory or doing like uh, just m- uh, er- the web designing in the beginning or something like that or fulfilling the orders, that's mm-hmm. the other part of the e-commerce part is taking the order and making it streamlined to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tell me about the I'm going to get a I'm going to get a beer but I'm going to be listening. Uh, tell me about the work-life balance because that is huge for a lot of people that want to start up. Well, for us, um, we actually also have full-time jobs as well. Now, not our employees who work at a production facility and sales and marketing, et cetera, but uh, myself and my other co-founder who's still involved in the business, um, we, we still have full-time jobs. Um, so, yes, that does become a, you know, something where right. I'm trying to make sure I'm giving them everything they need in my full-time position, but then nights and weekends, or if you have the ability to work from home, that's a major, you know, benefit as well. Uh, four-hour work week is kind of where I started my first, you know, foray yep. into entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. A, li- a, little, yeah. a little Ferris in there. I hate yeah. Ferris. Well, see, that's I, why I, I like Ferris. This is I like Ferris. He likes Ferris. He loves mm-hmm. him. He has a man crush on him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's not true. That Mike's fucking up. Uh, it, he, I just don't believe in that. It's a great idea for mm-hmm. our work week. But, it, right, it starts there. But how does that – it's not really – this is why we started this podcast because it didn't feel realistic. Well, for us, or for me specifically, what I loved about 4-Hour Work Week and – 
a lot of the the books that he suggested and i read it on my kindle i remember i, I always bookmark pages i want to go back and reread sure mm-hmm. and uh he has so many links in there to other types of podcasts such as this yeah um such as you know oh you want to design your own physical product oh you want it to be uh electromagnetic or something like that here's a list of all these electromagnetic firms and they'll actually partner with you you know maybe a two thousand dollar retainer something very feasible um but huh, you know, i didn't, th- I certain- didn't think about it like that because i got the paper version and mm-hmm. i was like i guess th- that's the that's the problem with that kind of thing because you you'd have to get off your ass go and go type it in and then uh, before I know it I'm on Pornhub and then it's like <laughs> God damn it what was I doing what, what what did I get on here for what what, what, what I love is uh, that four, that's called four hour jerk week yeah hey hey <laughs> um, but what he has is a lot of actionable advice so it's like um, you know go do this this week and give yourself these four things to do this week which is you have a product idea, you know, I, one thing that really bothers me is people who have these ideas and they never really go and see what out, is out there like it. And Brother, you're speak, speaking our language, man. You know, yeah. It's, I, so knew, it's like we, I knew we had them on for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these short term goals, you have to give yourself and keep yourself honest against them. And Casey knows more than anybody that I give very short, sometimes unrealistic, you know, schedule goals. Mm-hmm. That's because if you miss them, you know, hey, this might take two months. Let's try to get it done in two weeks and you get done in three weeks or something yep. like that. And just really push all the time for schedule. You know, you really need to make sure you're hitting these goals. And uh, I forget what book it was recently, but, you know, a, a, a goal without a timeline is just a dream. So it's just like, hey, you need to give yourself very... Mockingjay. Yeah. Is it Mockingjay? Yeah, that sounds two. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I, no, I agree. Like, you have to give yourself... Uh, we talk about uh, the, the bad New Year's uh, resolution, which is, I'm going to lose weight. That doesn't really work mm-hmm. because it's not quantifiable. It has no dates, really. I'm going to... Uh, if I go, I'm going to lose five pounds every quarter for the next you know, quarter of this year, that's an attainable goal mm-hmm. because you can kind of see it. I, I'm going to go to church more. I'm going to be a better person. These aren't really goals. These are aspirations, mm-hmm. but they, they're not goals and there's no performance benchmarks. So mm-hmm. you can't, you can't just go, well, I'm going to soak up the Lord more or something like that. That doesn't <laughs> really work in my head. I don't know. Someone told me that in high school and it always stuck with me. Uh, I think it was my economics uh, teacher. Yeah. Um, well, and they're also cop outs. I mean, we talked about that in a, in a, in a previous episode as well. Kind of, you're just buying yourself time when you're, when you say you're going to do these things. If you, if there's not a, if there's not a plan behind it, if there's nothing, there's no foundation to it. If you just say, we're going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm starting a business. Did I, did I tell you I'm starting a business? And you're just like, oh, great. What are you, what are you starting? Oh, we are doing a uh, noise canceling curtains. Oh, that's awesome, man. Cool. It's like, when you start, it's like, I don't know, it's probably going to take a few months, probably, you know, the next couple of weeks or, or whatever. We're going to get everything going and you're just buying yourself time mm-hmm. to, you, to get, get, get the, somebody, get the credit. yeah, to get somebody to be like, oh man, that's awesome. He's starting his own business. I'm so happy for everybody. Like, that's great. But there's nothing to show for it yet. You know, you haven't, there's no skin in the game and you're just buying yourself time and it's almost can become an excuse because you just have people thinking, oh, he's working hard on something. Mm-hmm. But until there's something to show for it and until you've started making moves and making things happen, that's when, you know, and that goes back to having a motor and to, to doing all this stuff. Well, it's you know? really about disappearing. I mean, you're not going to see your friends. You're not going to have that conversation a lot, actually, because you're not going to see uh, as many people as you want. Like, yeah, you have to put the hours in. You can't be a, if you someone that is social that goes out like uh, I've been talking about it. Uh, like I've been in this office the last five or six Fridays until, you know, nine, 10, 11 night. It, yeah, it kind of sucks in the FOMO kind of way, uh, but in another way, it's I'm w- way more satisfied doing this and working on, um, working in a, in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And just like y'all, we didn't we started lean. We don't have a lot of overhead. Mm-hmm. Y'all have production overhead. That's uh, or not overhead, but you have production costs, working capital, all those right. things. You got to sink into it. We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of expenses, mm-hmm. so it's like we're staying lean, but at the same time don't ever get content mm-hmm. with where we are. And, and along uh, your thought, Caleb, is... Right. Yeah, okay. Caleb, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was like the first time I'd said it out loud, I think. So I yeah. got... No, you know, I was actually surprised. I, I like, got oh, nervous cool. there. No, you're good, <laughs> man. You're good. Um, 
is that um, you know k- telling friends is, is k- kind of a good thing for me anyway because it kept me honest. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know I had these goals and I was like you know what guys I started a business I, I didn't talk about it before I did it but once I did it I didn't want to let myself cop out so I told a lot of people just said kind of hey, put I'm, yourself I'm out there. This. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that way if I failed I would feel kind of bad about it. You know. Sure. So yeah. it's kind of like that uh, means you have honest friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like uh, there's a lot of fake friendships right. But I, I love being friends with comics because they will call you out on your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no matter how despicable they are, they'll be like, I thought you said you were going to uh, do this thing. I was like, fuck, fuck, shit. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, damn it, I am. Uh, so I think th- those are honest friendships, and your best friends will call you out on that, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, some will be too skittish to do it. But <laughs> I think that's, that is important. Like, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. I'll post it on Facebook so everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. So I, so I hopefully get called out. I do get the the wagon circled when I'm like, yeah, well I couldn't do it because, you know, craft beer and everything. Like, <laughs> like it's just the economy right now. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't get o- around it. Obamacare, you know, like <laughs> it's just tough nowadays. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings for sure. I, I've got to go to a, a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage meeting. I can't. I can't make it. <laughs> right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be replaced by robots soon. Um, yeah. So, man, this has flown by. Um, it's been forty five. So we try to get in that forty five to an hour wheelhouse. Uh, it sounds like you've got a busy day. I am taking the rest of the afternoon off to drink and watch uh, football. And play spades. What's up? Yeah, I'm a white guy. Played <laughs> that spades. Tough. Um, dominoes after? Or? Uh, no, no. I I couldn't get my other white guy friends to play dominoes because they don't know how. You need a Puerto Rican in the group. Uh, That's what you need. <laughs> well, we have a guy Matt Fernandez who's one of the funniest uh, comedians on uh, uh, one of the funniest comedians I know, but also on Twitter, probably my funniest. Yeah. Uh, friend at Fat Fernandez. Look it up. Uh, he doesn't count because he's just as white as a, he's just uh like powder remember the movie powder yeah yeah powder. like that white. Are, are you great, saying he is he's puerto rican though he should be but he's okay. white he's just a white puerto rican yeah <laughs> but not albino yeah not albino and no special powers but that white <laughs> like w- we have one of these picnic table foldouts until we get a real conference table like this white shale white uh well all right. I don't know if there's a weird uh, shift from um, uh, technical difficulties, but we're back. Uh, what's it called? What I wanted to get into was, uh, and I think about this for our company, and I think it's undervalued in a lot of companies, is hiring the right people, getting the right people to work with you, for you. Um, I don't know. It, do you have a philosophy on this? Do you have I, – I, and I'll – I'll, while you think about that, I'll give you kind of what I think is um, basically like uh, my wife works for a huge, uh, huge company. It's a healthcare company. She and she talks about almost the office space syndrome where she's getting people that are it's very data heavy what she works in. And uh, she gets a lot of people that just have no social. Uh, they're almost Asperger's in yeah. a way. But uh, not a lot of feel. Yeah, a lot of feel, but not the Asperger's like Howard Hughes entrepreneurial. Like, uh, I know how to do this data set and I do it well and I know how to code it. Uh, and when she talks uh, about her, her, I hate this term, the corporate culture, but uh, I just think it's fucked out. But um, <laughs> when she talks about it, 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 it weighs on her. And I remember working at a uh, mutual fund company. And they were getting to the point where they were, they were just getting to that really corporate environment. Oh, you should have been here three years ago. It was totally different. It was fun. Uh, you got in at the wrong time, got a deal. It's like when I do stand-up at a club, and they're like, you should have been here last week. It was amazing. It's like, <laughs> thanks a lot. I can fucking what, – what does that do for me? Yeah. That doesn't do shit. That makes me be like, oh, I should have promoted better or something like that. Uh, but what I'm saying is do you have a philosophy? Because I think like – HR is underrated in the sense that uh, we should just get the people that do do it right. And our philosophy is I want problem solvers. I want people – I also want people that play sports because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've had to figure out, A, how to work with a team. Even if, even if they're a golfer, they still kind of had to figure out how to 
how to maneuver that system, mm-hmm. like an individual sport. But like at the same time, I feel like I, I just want people that can figure it out mm-hmm. much like you were talking about the web design. Cause I've been there uh, or web development, I should say. And I, I don't know if you have that philosophy, if you've thought it out. So I don't want to put you on the spot. I want no, to give no. you some time. Um, no, I, I got a couple of thoughts on the topic. And Jack Welch winning is my favorite HR book of all time. Is that the GE? Nice. Yeah, the GE CEO. Uh-huh. Just amazing how he uh, has, instead of annual reviews, it's twice a year. It's very cut and dry. Hey, here's what I'm hoping to get out of you. And here's what I think you're capable of. Um, and then, you know, really strong feedback to the people. Because if they're not hitting their goals or what you want out of them, Instead of having that really awkward, hey, you're fired one day kind of conversation, it's they manage themselves out or they know that they're not hitting the criteria mm-hmm. you're you're requiring or, or expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and I know the the other um, management guru, if you call if if that's what you want to call it, Peter Drucker yep. about yeah. um, the have, definitive Drucker and and yeah. like the knowledge workers way of the future. I don't care about eight hour work days. And in fact, with our production team. If they finish their work early, I pay them for the rest of the day. They can go home at 2 o'clock, and I'll pay them till 6 because I don't want them to slow down arbitrarily so that they have enough work to do. And yep. a lot of people will do that. Yep. Um, same thing, Casey's in the room here, but I don't – you know, she works from home. I work from home. Hey, that's you know. Casey. Yeah. She's on the mic. <laughs> Hi. Um, and it's like I don't care about eight-hour work days. What I care about is if you get you know, a big sale in three hours one day, let's celebrate, have a good time. If you're on the cusp of a big sale or a big marketing campaign and you need to work 12 or 14 hours one day, then that's what you got to do to get it done. You know, But it's all about what are we actually creating, what value, not how many hours are you in an office. Right. That's, that's something I want to get away from whenever possible. I agree. I, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, I want to get to the point where I can kind of – you know, we can do some kind of flex time thing where I can come in at 10 and kind of get out of here, you know, uh, at four, five, six, but it's going to take a while for sure. I know mm-hmm. that, but it's at the same time. I was like, I, I, you want the work to be, uh, satisfying and, um, you, you, uh, you want it, you want your employees to want to do it, like feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. How, do you, do you do any rah rah stuff? Do you have to do any of that, or do is it just uh, kind of uh, almost pheromones where people are just kind of like absorbing? Like, yes, I believe in this. I'm I'm excited. I feel like uh, he has the best interest in us, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we're doing now, which I'm really looking forward to, is actually building office space in the factory, so I can be up there a lot more and interact with the team. But we're kind of uh, like a Chinese manufacturing. Mao, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just with a glass window, just like that, yeah. <laughs> or the opposite, either way. Um, and so what we'll do is, uh, you know, just Casey had a friendsgiving last week where that's yeah, where that's I where met, met you, yeah. and the whole team was there. Really, now we do have two other team members who live in Winter Haven, so it's a little bit of a drive. So. We don't drink beers as much with them, but I'll go up to the factory on a Thursday afternoon and I'll have beers with everybody there, you know? So we're friends in a way. One thing we've done and something that I think we need to keep an eye on is, you know, obviously age discrimination is not what you want to have. But in general, being a younger manager, I'm I'm trying to do a better job of finding people with experience in the field to join the team because we have a very, I mean, mean age of our team is like 23 years old or 20. 26 probably <laughs> it's not that young but uh but it's very young and so you it's really a benefit sometimes to have different you know i've never been a huge diversity you know proponent but there is benefit to see lots of diversity i'll clear that up for you yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> you, you don't want affirmative action for affirmative action sake. exactly yeah. that, that's that's exactly what i mean is that, that just the way you <laughs> sa- said that could have sounded it could have been uh misconstrued so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate to just go and, you know, throw diversity at a problem and, hey, it's going to solve it. Right. But you don't want to just hire one per, one type of person either, you know. Right. Um, so that's one thing we're looking at as well is trying to get other people involved in the business to get various perspectives. Yeah. And I, nice. I do that with uh, mentors uh, in a sense, not mentors necessarily, but I, I've I've reached out to former bosses, uh, professors, uh, family, friends. Hey, can I? call on you if i if i'm there they've got 30 40 years experience that i don't have i know i've got blind spots i don't know where they are kind of thing so i'm trying to get ahead of some of those things as well so 
I don't. Do you have any of that where you're you're kind of looking at? Uh, you can call up someone who's had experience in this field. Uh, that is more of a um, uh, comrade than competition kind mm-hmm. of thing. Where like you can go, hey, I remember my old you know professor at UF or something like that. Well, I really sat in the back most of the time and didn't really talk to the professors very much. I didn't either, but I had an entrepreneurship <laughs> teacher that was like just was like you. Uh, the whole work was you go out and you fix these local businesses mm-hmm. problems. Well, uh, one thing I do have that's similar to that is uh, I started a board of advisors about six months ago. Okay. And there are four people um, in the community that I really respect and with various le- or areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. So there's a marketing guy, Jordan Brainer has a company here in town, Vocrio, mm-hmm. which is like a startup hub, if you will, and, and manage or consulting and things like that. So, um, I think he did a great job helping us get our what we call our sales process framework down. Exactly where do prospects enter the pipeline? How do you follow up with them? What marketing materials do you need? Stuff like that. And I also have three other guys, you know, two financial kind of focused and one legal. And so I'll call them all the time and say, hey, here's an idea. Bounce it off them. Right. And what I'm really excited about now is this uh, investment group that we've um, we're going through a due diligence process before their an investment. Um, but they just have amazing kind of insight into how to run a company. They've run three of them before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, uh, I don't really mind seating a couple board seats or giving up you know, some management control because I trust that if, if their value is in the equity of the company, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to care about is really driving us to the next level of, mm-hmm. of uh, revenue and profitability. Yeah, I that mean, is. I think that's important. I, you got. So no, I was, I was just saying that's great. I think that's a great way to get a little bit. I mean, you talk about that diversity. Um, you know, that's a great way to get a lot of different insight um, from people who, like you said, their expertise are just kind of uh, not scattered around, but are just in different realms of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting those different perspectives can kind of help to to clear your mind a little bit or yeah, maybe right. even even positively cl- clutter it if mm-hmm. there if there is such a thing um, just to kind of bring up new aspects that maybe you hadn't thought of yet. Sure. So I'm sure that uh, that I'm, well, I should ask you this. How has that gone in the last six months of having them? Um, has that been something that you've seen huge benefit from so far? I mean, because that seems like it's going to be definitely more of a long-term effect. Um, have you seen it in the short term in the last six months with them? Yes. Uh, one thing that happened is uh, we had a business partner who got a big promotion at work and really wasn't able to support the business anymore. Mm-hmm. So in our operating agreement, we had kind of roles and responsibilities, percent equity, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Um and our legal advisor was able to help us kind of find a way. And, and our partner, who is actually one of my best friends, and I'm going to hang out with him this afternoon, mm-hmm. um, you know, we found a mutually beneficial way to um, move his shares out, give him something for, for all the time and effort he put in, and use that money for this investment group that's looking to get involved. And without the legal team there, mm-hmm. like moving all these unit shares, it would have been very cumbersome and probably overwhelming just for me to do that. Oh, but yeah, yeah I just I, I, Thursday and Friday just did all our legal stuff, man, knocked it out. It's it fucking sucked. <laughs> I felt like I was in a, a college exam, just like, uh, God damn it, this is rough. But it's 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 the world we live in. Mm-hmm. We, we want less lawyers, but there's more laws. So and, and it's complex yeah. starting a business and understanding who owns what and who um, you know is in charge of liabilities. You know, if you guys go under, who's on the hook for what? Uh, and that was like a big source of contention early on. I had all the liability. Yep. So, but then again, I owned most of the business, so right. it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. Um, with our financial guy, you know, uh, about four or five months ago, Casey closed a big sale with an apartment complex up in Indiana, um, at Ball State University. Have like uh, they had mixed use housing with bars and restaurants down below. Muncie, Indiana. Uh, Ball State. Uh? Was it Muncie? Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. Fucking on top of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all know these drunk college that. kids. They're spilling out in the sure. you know, 2 a.m. trying to hook up or just be obnoxious, whatever it is. That's how law knows Muncie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. fucking love Indiana. It is the uh, it's the northern Mississippi. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. He's a law's glowing right now for all the listeners I that can't see his face. He's absolutely lit up. First off, I'm fucking awesome at Carmen San Diego. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you pulled Muncie out of your ass. I don't know. How. Yeah. Um, but Indiana is just an awesome state because they just don't give a fuck. And Bloomington's awesome as well. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to use that, I'm sure. You're going to use Muncie as the case study for now. Now you have, uh, now you, you build off of that. Right. And now you take uh, the dorm room 
this works successfully mm-hmm. here. Now we have a case study. Now we can hit up every public university basically because Ball State's public, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe so as well. And so I, you know, colleges will eat that up because it is an issue. Like, if uh, your RAs suck, which RAs all suck, but I mean, like, <laughs> do their job like they're supposed to. Uh, there shouldn't be a lot of rambunctiousness. But if you can eliminate a lot of that with uh, with your product, I think that's that creates a lot of value. Yeah. And ha- having that sale was great. We we got a lot of customer validation. He bought um, the the maintenance supervisor there bought a curtain, tried it out, had these acoustic consultants come and say, "Hey, that really works. We want three hundred of those." Mm-hmm. We said, "Okay, that's great news." But then we only took fifty percent uh, up front, and the rest of it is accounts receivable. Um, and then had to make a huge inventory purchase, yada yada, to fulfill this order. And it took about eight weeks to ship all of it. We had to make, you know, 300 custom curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad I had my financial advisor available. Not a personal wealth management guy or anything like that. This guy's a financial analyst for an investment company. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I start getting scared because I see our cash reserves depleting very quickly while until we get this account receivable. Yep. And we still have tons of inventory left over. So I'm like, this is going the wrong way. And he really talked me off the ledge, you know, hey, this is working capital. This is how it works. Cash growth eats cash, you right. know. So you got to have those people there. And even though I wouldn't have done anything differently, I'm, I'm not certain. Maybe I would have just closed our doors. Um, but he really, you know, calmed me down and said, hey, this is a good thing. Um, you know, short term, it doesn't look great. But long term, it helps a lot. Right. And this is uh, here how the actual schedule that I, I've been there where you're like, fuck fuck shit what (laughs) all right this is a good thing but this is also a horrible thing uh because i i haven't been in this territory this Mm -hmm. is new water for me so uh, and but you sometimes you get flustered with that you haven't even thought out the schedule of like how this will go down the contract's not even signed technically so Mm -hmm. you can adjust that uh what's the net 15 what's the net 30 on it or whatever you have in the contract with the client and so it, I've been there, man. It's it sucks, and it's definitely one of those things. It's stressful. I've called some of my CFP buddies and been like, "Hey, uh, walk me through this. I I got a scenario for you." And so that that's good that you have that community. We talk about that a lot. Have that community of people that you can call upon, and it'll come back to you as well. Sometimes I'll get a call. Hey, we're looking to get branding from this company. I think we're getting screwed. And I'll be like, "Well, you know." It, you are, but uh, what's the value? How are they? What's the value proposition kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that comes back my way sure. from them, which is good. Um, all right, we've done over an hour. Oh, we could talk about this for literally, I don't know. It could be a filibuster yeah. if we keep it going. But <laughs> I'm we'll ready de- for the first beer now too. We'll, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We'll definitely you warmed up. We'll definitely have y'all on again uh, for sure. Um, and then uh, plug whatever. Uh, uh, residentialacoustics.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So anything uh, else? Y- you can Google residential acoustics or it's residential-acoustics.com. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that this is the audience for plugging our product unless you're looking for soundproof curtains, in which case, come check them out. I think it's a need <laughs> for uh, most people. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you, and this is what I did when I looked at the website, you, you know, Law had told me about the company, but then I went on. And uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I probably can't use it, but as I'm sitting here looking at um, a, a pretty stylish canvas covered window, I'm kind. Of, I'm just thinking of all the ways that I would benefit from having these. Whether it's getting better sleep, keeping light out, keeping noise out, um, just lowering the, your AC bill. Yeah, low, that, lowering your. Yeah. That's my plug. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Lo- lowering your uh, your efficiency costs and just if you just go to the website, I guarantee you you'll be able to envision one of these in your home in in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, kudos to you guys. You you found a, a an awesome niche. Um, you filled a void uh, in a marketplace, and it just looks like such a great product. So I, I I wish you guys nothing but success, and I know we'll have you guys back on again and be able to talk some more business. For sure, it, it's going to be interesting. Like the next time we have you on, we'll see what happens since this episode, Definitely. which will be fun. So uh, for uh, for y'all, for Caleb, for me, uh, th- uh, what do, I must give my other podcast website <laughs> uh, i was about to say 3xopod.com and triple option podcast that's another college football one uh let's go tokaworks.com go on itunes uh give us five star subscribe uh tell your friends and family that's really where it starts we've gotten such good feedback uh already and we haven't done this very long but 
uh, the people that have listened have been like, dude, this has actually been really beneficial where we're getting texts from friends. Uh, we're getting kind of hit up from uh, strangers already or we're not, Hey, we ain't no Joe Rogan. We, we ain't been on TV. We don't, we don't have any, <laughs> we've not, we don't have any f- film credits, TV credits that we don't have that name out there. So it's been really, uh, it's been really awesome to see the uh, feedback that actually can help. And people saying, Hey, I sent this to my buddies. He, they've got what I call stoner ideas where it's a great idea, but they got no execution. So, yeah. uh, it's really cool to hear that. Uh, and if I could, yeah. uh, instead of plugging my company and I, I really want to plug what you guys are selling here, which is, you know, action, uh, if you got these donor ideas or you <laughs> want to bring a service or a product to market, whatever it is, give yourself a timeline. And I, I'm really liking a lot of our conversation here, which is, for sure. you know, what we're on the same page is that you need to give yourself a schedule and figure out how you need the money to, to accomplish what you want, but just get it going. And, you know, don't, don't be afraid to tell people, but don't just tell people, do something about it. Right. And uh, now we strategize over drinks. All right. <laughs> thanks for coming. All right. Thanks guys.